It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. Welcome in, episode 48, Motown Rundown. Ryan Rabinowitz, Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins, coming to you from the Impact 89 FM Studios in East Lansing, Michigan. Gentlemen, how are you? Good. I'm solid. Collins, what are you doing already? (laughs) Sorry. I picked... I picked. Co- Sorry, how are you doing, no, Trent? I didn't mean I'm, to cut I'm, you I'm off. Good. How I, are I, you? I was trying to contribute here for Collins' how sake. I, he's got a bit of a crisis going on. We got to cut him some slack. Every time we do this, you're doing something else. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want me? Do you not want me to upload the Facebook Live? <laughs> no. Go. Oh, go ahead. I didn't know what you were doing. I thought you were watching a different game. <laughs> no. That's fine. I apologize for raising my voice to you. Then, Collins. I picked Collins up uh, today for the show. He's smelling really good. Shot to the shower. Went to the gym, no biggie. Really? What were you hitting today? I don't know everything. Quick forearms, <laughs> the glamour muscles, forearms, I am, I, calves. I, I am a glamour muscle guy, but my glamour muscles I don't show out. So I'm a maintained guy. Just don't get fat. That's my like. That's, that, dude, that's, that's the way to need. go. That's Tread all you water. Need. Tread water. Water always finds its level, right? You know that. I never said that. I think no, once. I, know I, think, you have. I think you did one I know time, you have. and he fell in love with it, and he says it all it's the just time. A good, it's a good way to describe many things. You're right, though. Water does it find is. its level. That's how I feel about Michigan basketball right now. I do use Ooh. mental gymnastics a lot now. Big game tomorrow. Duke. Huge. Yes. Huge fun game. time. I've entered three contests now to win tickets, and I got nothing. What contest? Like his own ones? No, j- yeah, just stuff to win tickets, like you retweet and whatever. But the thing is, I don't. I'm very self aware of who I follow on Twitter. So I saw this one guy I followed today. He's like, "Hey, like and retweet for the tickets." And then he's like, "Oh, congrats to whatever." Immediately, I unlike it, unretweet it, yeah. unfollow the guy, right? And we move on. I don't know. I just it is what it is. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's gonna be a lot trick. I, I in Vernon Carey might like. Oh, he might. You got mad at me for making fun of his face. Yeah, well, he looks that, like that an Easter Island, Island head. It's, Look it up. Look it up. Yesterday on the Green, or, green and White Report, Rabinowitz called Vernon Carey an Easter Island head face. And I just, Collins he just did his a, classic, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. That, that was, was a little, things, I, felt, I felt like that was a little things, too far. Of all the things where you draw the line far. in the sand, that's just out of control. When you're when you're telling Collins, imagine me, all-star center at Duke, Ryan Collins, and, yeah. you did, and I just hear over the radio, Sam just driving around East Lansing, wow, I think this guy's ugly. I would... <laughs> Know what? Know how I would feel? This guy looks I, like something that's carved out whatever. of stone. You're in hostile territory. You, you you know what's it called? I mean, he's never gonna hear us on the Green and White. Report. You never know. He don't might. don't sell us short. By the way, for the longest time, I did think the Easter Island head and the Stonehenge were the same thing. Learned that they're recently. Not. No, no, I didn't know that. Either. Now that I know that it's they're not the same, I think it's ridiculous that you do. I've been there before, but you, you ever seen that at the museum? No, because I'm an adult. You've never seen Night at the Museum? No, Any I of them? There's like, I, no, I, 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 I haven't seen him. And you know when, when he's, yeah, Dum yeah, Dum, give me gum gum. It's the, he's the chewing, the Easter Island has chewing gum. Yes. That's his like shtick as he likes chewing the dumb, gum. Dum Dum, you better run run. And I thought it was the, yes, I thought it was the same thing as Stonehenge. It's not completely different. Why am I getting a phone call now? That better not disrupt. It well, does I don't know. It does It says it no caller ID. Hi to our Facebook Live users. Shout out to you. Thanks for tuning in. Use the force. What do I do and with that? It doesn't do anything. <laughs> I don't believe you. Who who calls with no caller ID? Are uh, we getting prank called? 
I can hear it vibrating too. This is horrible for the show. (laughs) This is out of control. I, I'm gonna press the button. Keep Life talking. No, 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 it's no, no, fine. no, no, no. It's We're back. We're, We're back. back. They're always. You're never gone. How am I supposed to know? This has happened three different times already. Yeah, I don't like the way you're raising. Oh, your voice. you know what? It, it does Is it say, off? It does say no. It says interrupted. It said it will resume shortly. Okay. Oh, we're back. Are we Maybe back? Or are we yeah. not back? Who cares? <laughs> what do you mean? Who cares, dude? People are trying to watch. Are you on it? I'm on it. And it what says, does it say? Live video interrupted. The broadcast has been paused. It should resume. Shortly. Well, I need you to let me know when we're back, or else we can't keep going with the show. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> no, okay, it's back. It's back. How, are we're you back? Show me your computer. And Turn your computer back. To me right back we, have, we have five viewers. Well, we're good. doing we good. Got five. Okay, we're, we're in. We're in. All right. Why don't you trust Trent? I do. I don't know how anything works. We have a hard enough time. We couldn't even start the show for 10 minutes. Starting the show today was a doozy. Either way, back on track. Well, we're still off track, but back on the off track. How was Thanksgiving? Solid. Right. I know, we, I know we talked about this Sunday, but we have to do it again. Yeah. I so guess, good yeah. food. Trent, obnoxious amount of people at the Bally Thanksgiving. Dude, 64. 64. What's 64 It's not, it's not the Bally. I mean, the only Bally's there that is, is my family, but because oh it's my, my mom's God. side. 64, so thing, 64 yeah. people on Thanksgiving. I was about to say, I like my dad's side has, he's the oldest of seven. And everyone's got like at least like two or three kids, at, yeah. at least two kids or above. So that like that usually does numbers, but yeah. that's preposterous. Well, sixty-seven. Is it sixty-four? Sorry, I don't. Sixty-seven was just in my head. For don't some over reason. and don't inflate it. No, but like, where did you guys find space? No one's house accommodates sixty-seven no, people. Here's what we do. Here's they what em- we do. Emptied out a Costco warehouse. It's got to be. It's got to be like a little garage action, a little I'll, basement I'll, I'll action. You. I'll tell you all the action. It's called. Well, we rent a tur- we rent a church, and then we use the church. Does everyone Whoa. chip in? Now you don't. No, uh, my gra- my grandmother is one of five siblings, okay. and they take turns every year hosting it. I like that. The difference is we have an off year where everyone goes to their opposite side. Yes, so it's only right. every yes. two years we have the big deal. So it's right. like my grandma really only has to host once a decade. If gotcha. You think about it, which is pretty. It's pretty not not a bad deal. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll allow it. Food was good though. I had five people on my Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was me, my mom, my dad, my brother, and my grandma came over. You know, there's I've two always, ways to look at it. The more the merrier, but also like yeah, you the, know, look, we have you a, have more genuine conversations when there's less people. We have a good time. It's just I I long for when I see these Snapchats of people that have like again the 64 people is kind of overkill. That's too many conversations. Well, that's to have. once every two years, right? But I but I you know I long for the time where I have all my family together. We're all in the same space. We just can never really pull it off. Everyone's doing different stuff. I get it. I hear you. Money's an issue. It's well, I, I get it. Everyone's doing. I'm gonna their thing. say, give you ten years when you're 31, and you will be nailing it down. I might have I might have twelve kids. Cheaper by the dozen. You might. The Great biggest. film. Yes, I love that both movie. Of them, both of them are pretty good. Actually, the se- I was gonna say the sequel might be better. We might though, be. I, it might be. It uh, could be. It might be. Murtaugh. Murtaugh. It's not um, Who's that guy? Who's in American Pie? Does anyone know what that actor's name is? No. Steve Levy. Yeah. Steve Lee, that's no, not that's his the, name. Yeah, no, 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 no. Eugene Levy. Eugene, I think that's yep. his name. Yeah, his yeah, name yeah. is Eugene. I like that guy. He's yeah. good. He's, He's got good. a good face. He's also funny. like Mike. He's funny. He, he is isn't like, like Mike. Mike. Great yes. movie. Yes. He's, uh, He's the night's owner. What a yeah. great movie. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, my mom... Uh, is great, Brenda great song in Like Mike? What are we doing? Sorry. She is. She is yeah, one of the three. Yes. Yeah, she is. I know, I know, she is. What's the white kid's name? The little small guy? Um... Murph. Murph, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you got Landry from Friday Night Lights in yes. it, who's the bully. Yes. Wow. He's yep. also in Breaking Bad. He's also in The Irishman. Jesse Plemons, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Did you watch The Irishman? I did. 
too long. I bu- I about don't snooze through it. I watched but, it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't. I was listening to a podcast today, and there was like people don't have time for the Irishman, but they have time to watch The Office for like eight hours a day. It's fair, yeah, absolutely. No, that, they do. That's, that's true. People, it's so <laughs> absolutely, they do. Um, yeah. My mom, we had we had dinner at about three o'clock for Thanksgiving, and we talked about on Sunday how everyone has di- dinner at different times. It was I felt like I was at like Shady Acres retirement home. My mom's like, it's like we're going into the fourth quarter for the Lions game, and all of a sudden, I was like, hey, dinner served. I'm like, what do you do? What do you mean dinner served? It's three o'clock. I don't just woke up. Right. And we're going to the fourth quarter. I got my Joey Harrington jersey. By the way, th- oh, we'll save it. The Lions jerseys were ridiculous. Don't let me forget about that. I, I will forget. I'll that forget. Was, I won't I'll let forget. you forget because I co-signed forget. exactly everything I'll you forget. Say. No, I say we talked about it now because it has nothing to do with the game. The Lions were the all like gray color rush, whatever. Yeah. I will say this. I couldn't see anyone. Couldn't see. No, I will say this. Losing people. First of all, <laughs> I, don't, reaction, I don't. I don't hate the color rush on occasion. I actually do hate like, it. They got the worst color rush in the league. I think our color rush stinks. I no, will be. The problem is their helmets don't match the jersey, so yes, it like, looks that, that, weird. That's, that's it exactly does, what I said. It's it looks be... kind of weird, but I like if you bought one of those, it actually like looks good. If you bought a real one and like wore it out, it's not terrible. I will say this to the people who want the throwback jerseys. <laughs> yes, me. I want them too, but when have they ever wanted them? Never, never. It doesn't literally it doesn't never matter. Just wear your regular jerseys. They yeah. want the the three years they did that. They disagree. Won. Or no, but here's I'm just a saying, fix. Like, yeah. Make your throwback jersey the Barry Sanders era. I don't know yes. anyone who would object to that. That should be their primary. Seriously, I don't, that should I don't be their know primary any, jersey. I don't know anyone who wouldn't who wouldn't enjoy that. That should be their primary. As jersey. As Collins and I are now high fiving co-sign, co-sign, whatever. I I just couldn't believe they weren't wearing the throwbacks in general. And then they come out with the grays. They look terrible. The all gray sock too. So it's not even like a pleasing color of gray. And the biggest mistake the Lions made too with their is Trent is wearing the shirt. They got two different tones of gray in the number. They can't throw white yes, in there anywhere. No, this is what I've been saying it's for too years. You make the middle too dark. You make the middle gray white. Looks and then bad. it will look. Stinks. It will it look stinks. like the old Barry Sanders unis, but with the new numbers, and it, it will stinks. look so fly. I send it back. It stinks. I couldn't see anyone on the field. Everyone was blending into the wall. I couldn't see anyone. What are you talking about? The gray <laughs> is too dark. Everyone was blending in, like together to the scene. He, he's like, I completely. Every- did, that's this. I don't. You might <laughs> no, need to see a doctor I, about that. I, I like, don't have what a good you're saying TV. because it's that the pants are gray and the shoes are gray, the socks are gray, the helmets are gray. Stupid. And the, everything's gray. Stupid. Anyway, I get, Thanksgiving. I I'm glad. Collins, is your Thanksgiving okay? Oh, it's great. Okay, great good. time. Perfect. Excellent. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. yeah. This December somehow. December second. We are recording on <laughs> December second. Somehow, we only have one episode left until we go on to break. Christmas season, baby. Yeah. Woo. We're flipping the switch. I saw Last Christmas. Merrick Crumble. Absolutely brutal movie. Really? With Amelia Clark. Don't see I, it. I, I actually won't. It. Now that you said that, I won't. Is this it, new? I, I yes. put a lot of stock into your pop culture. No, no, well, it's it. not good. Love Amelia, love Amelia Clark. Smoking hot in Game of Thrones. Obviously. Season one through eight. She's smoking s- hot. Well, she's smoking hot in general, but it d- d- doesn't detract from the fact that Last Christmas might be a bottom five movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Fair enough. Wow. Brutal okay. movie. Right. And it's that Henry, whatever the guy is from Crazy Rich Asians, like that guy too. Movie stunk. I was not happy. <laughs> good names, not good execution. No. That's brutal execution. Paul Feed, figure it out. <laughs> is that the director? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. All right. Okay. Well, with that, today on the Motown Rundown, episode Woo! 48, somehow we're here. We're close to 50. We should make some like cookies or get some. We, we should get what? Well, the sports, we the sports, the sports team here, apparently their budget is extremely large we never really dip into it 
They can give what us. What are you talking about? They always dip into it. Uh, well, but we don't make a like. There's we have always have money left over. Apparently, yeah. Like Ryan Cole, no, we, always we say we yeah. have tons of money. Yeah, Trent's on the Trent's on the board of directors I, now. He knows. But I think we should get a cake or something. Either way, a uh, lot to do today. We have Red Wings. We have Pistons. We will talk a uh, farewell to the Palace of Auburn Hills. It's being demolished today, or at least the demolition is starting. Uh, we'll do Pistons talk with that. Uh, Lions talk. We'll recap the Thanksgiving game and move into the Vikings game that is this coming Sunday. And then we'll do the picks. Um, so for now, we'll go Red Wings to start off. And I don't know. I mean, the Red Wings are unwatchable. We've talked about this before. Bunions. They're bunions. What does that mean? Buns and onions. Yep. Bad. Oh, uh, okay. Bunions. Bunions is something my good friend Will says on a very large occasion, Will, who was on her flag football team for a total of one game. Shout out Will. I was yeah. expecting way more out of him. You, yeah. you, I thought First he was a ringer. Never played. Always injured. <laughs> he, he, always play, he played in two games. Yeah, Injury There was a prone. tough look for Will. Dislocated his Will. finger immediately and didn't care to play. It's okay. Fine. We, I like Will. Great guy. Glad I met him. Uh, anyway, Red Wings now. League worst 17 points on the season. That How are you? 7-19-3 on the year. They just lost 5-2 to the Caps at home on Saturday. As we are speaking now here on a Monday, 10 o'clock p.m., December 2nd, they are playing the Islanders at home. I know they're losing. I'm not sure the score. I will check on that real quick because... I'm quick with the fingers, and we're checking. Boom, 4-1 to Islanders, and the third period is coming to an end. So the Wings will pick up their 20th loss of the season. Dude, how good are the Islanders? Sneaky good. Sneaky good. They're 17-5-2 and two and are up 4-1. Sneaky good. No one really talks about them, but they are very good. They've won, hot. I think they've won like a crazy amount of games in a row. 18-5, exactly. and five, that game just went final. Um, oh. So there's another a, a loss for the Red Wings there. Uh, here's some things I just kind of want to touch on, and you guys feel free to jump in, because, again, with the Wings, there's no real breaking down and analyzing what's going on, because similar to all the teams here, it's the same thing every week. None of these teams go on winning streaks. There's nothing really positive about them. You're just They kind of are what they are. I will give you this stat. I will, let, me, let me tell you first. I'll quiz you. Who do you think has the worst goal differential in the NHL? Which the team? Detroit Red Wings. Trent, do you have a guess? Uh, the Blue Jackets. Mm, that's not a bad guess. They're not good. This You're sticking time. with the Wings, Collins? Calgary Flames. The, uh, are you picking every no, team no, no, in the no, league? No, no, no. Cal- Calgary picking- Flames are good. San Jose Sharks. Okay, and you're going with what now, Trent? You- Blue Jackets. Okay, the, the Red Wings have the worst goal differential in the <laughs> league. I will give you the number. They are minus 53. Can you guess what the next lowest goal differential is in the league? Minus 19. They kind of killed my whole point there. That's a very low, very good estimate. Minus 25. The Devils. Wow. So you have about a 30, minus 30 goal differential in there between your uh, your second to last and your last team being the Red Wings. So not great. Can I can I pose a question to you hockey aficionados? Go ahead. Is that more of a goaltending issue or is it just a, a, a mod podge of like we don't have anyone going on the lines? I think in the Red Wings case, they good just the they, they, they don't score goals. They are so unproductive other than their top three, and Robbie Fabry, who is now playing on the second line, which I don't understand because they now have Glenn Denning on the first line. Um, But I think it is a commentary on how poor the offense has been. All the goalies, Jimmy Howard's been hurt for a while, but between Bernier, Howard, Calvin Picard got shelled the other night. He just got sent down today too. Um, We'll get to that in a second. But they see 1,000 shots a game. I don't know what the number is. It's probably one of the most in the NHL. Uh, the goaltending's not been great, but minus 53 goal differential. 
and the next high, the next lowest is minus 25. That to me is outrageous, and just the commentary on how bad this team is. Um, I, I want to go through some stats here, just things that I've noticed with this team. Uh, Robbie Fabry's played in 12 games for the Red Wings. He has 10 points, and that is. More than I think three quarters of the forwards for the Red Wings. So just, again, it goes to show a, a, a two-headed monster there of one. Robbie Fabry's come to play, and it's great to have him over here. Really appreciate him coming over in that De La Rose trade because it's much needed scoring presence up front. But you have guys that just simply do not contribute. Brendan Perlini has now played in 15 games for the Red Wings. He has one point. Zadina, four games, one point. Adam Ernie, 21 games, zero points. Christopher N, 20 games, zero points. Granted. They're, these guys are they're playing on the fourth line. I get it. But in the same breath, there is no threat to score goals on this team whatsoever. And that's why you see games that end 4-1, 5-1, 6-0 against Boston or whatever it was uh, a couple nights ago. Uh, just just tough. Uh, Andreas Antonisiu is a guy who's kind of come on the scene now and is actually putting the puck in the net. Uh, his stats on the year, he has five goals, 10 assists for 15 points. He's a minus 29. Which is outrageous. Like, if you like, if you know hockey and how numbers work, it's egregious. I'm trying to think who the next lowest player. Phil is a minus 23. Chalowski's a minus 19, which is why he got sent down last year. So we're, it's tough. This isn't good. It's not good. And, all- and, and, and it's hard to talk about this year's Red Wins team. And. I, I know I'm, this might catch you off guard. Did you see what Johan Franzen said about Mike Babcock? I, I have a, I have a whole piece in there about Babcock that we can. Can talk we just about move too. on from this team? Because not worth talking about. They stink, and they're and they're, they're almost the worst team in the league. I absolutely, they are the worst team. No, in the no. League. I and I hope they tank right this year and not win ten games in a row. The final like three weeks of the year, maybe you would have had a chance to get Jack Hughes, and things would be a little bit different. Or Capucato. Whatever that guy's name is, yep, good. If, if you lose, but you got to win ten games at the end of the year, yeah, makes no sense. Right, uh, things aren't good. We'll get to the Babcock stuff. There's a couple things I want to touch on too. Obviously, look, the team's banged up. They have no Adlocator, no Mantha. DeKaiser's been out for pretty much the whole year. You have to shuffle guys like Erickson in. Um, it's it's tough, and there's there's a lot that you can say about this team, but at the same time, there's not. And the question that's going to keep coming up about this program, this organization, I should say, is what you're doing with the coaching staff. And I've said many times here, I'll continue to defend to defend Jeff Blashill because there's things, as you'll hear in a second, when we talk about Mike Babcock and all the drama going on with him. There are intangible things that coaches provide to players that might not show in the win-loss column. Everyone knows that. And I think Blashill is someone that, that all the guys respect, the younger guys do, the veteran guys. There was these stories last year about the veterans running the locker room and Blashill losing control or whatever when Zetterberg was the captain and the Swedes, the veteran Swedes, and that's just kind of how they are and how they run things. So whatever with that. How sick would it be to be a part of like the Swedes group? Yeah, like we're elite, the Swedes, com- elite company, elite company. We're the Swedes. We have great hair and are handsome. Exactly, great flag, good great flag too. Flag. Good great, flag too. Great hockey jerseys. But yeah, things aren't good goaltending wise. Things things stink. But again, uh, they let up a ton of shots a game. So now, before we get to the the Babcock drama, the one piece of information here that we need to talk about is the recent trade the Red Wings made. Uh, Wings getting goaltender Eric Comrie from Arizona for defenseman Vili Sayarvi. Uh, some quick little tidbits of facts there. Eric That's Comrie, your boy. Villy? Yeah. I was very upset when this trade happened, but <laughs> I, I've I've kind of justified it now, and I'll get into it. But Eric Comrie, 24 years old. He recently got scooped up off of waivers from Winnipeg this earlier this year. Uh, he was serving as the third goalie on that Arizona roster, never really got a chance to play. He's he backed up Bernier tonight. I Unless I'm missing something, I don't think he got action. I mean, 
4-1 game, you assume Bernier just was in there and bit the bullet and whatever. Good night, Jim Kite. Uh, in Tucson, the AHL affiliate of Arizona this year, 4-0-0 record, 2.75 goals against and a 900, or 900 save percentage. Uh, not bad at all. Uh, you love to see that because Red Wings goalies don't win. So to see a guy that's 4-0-0 in his starts in the AHL is pretty promising. Their plan was originally with Comrie was to have him sit in the AHL, I believe. They've now sent Calvin Picard down to bring Comrie up. So we'll see. I'm sure he'll get a chance here eventually. Just the guy that's really never gotten a big chance to play in the NHL so far. And being 24 years old, that pipeline for goaltenders can get clogged up sometimes to where you're not seeing goalies come into action until their mid-20s. Matt Murray's a guy that I think was in like his really early 20s when he came up, so... Um, that Carter Hart in Philly is, a, is an anomaly of a kid who I don't even know is 20 years old yet, and he's already playing in the NHL. Carter Hart. Sure. I like saying it like that. Okay. Sorry. Well, glad, you, glad you brought that up. I, 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 my mind's wandering today if you haven't. Well, we'll get I know. It's because we're talking about the Wings. I'll get yeah. through it, I promise. Uh, Billy Sayarvi, 22 years old, third-round pick in 2015 for the Wings. Played 13 games with Grand Rapids this year. He has two goals and 26 assists in 125 career games with Grand Rapids. I did not like this trade. Because, well, I initially I was like, Vili Sayar is a kid who's 22 years old. His numbers aren't great. Again, two goals, 26 assists, and 125 career games. Granted, he's a defenseman. Right-handed shot. Not a big guy by any means, but I think a very skilled defenseman who has a, who has a decent offensive, uh, I want to say the word, competency. Competency. Cop- <laughs> I can't com- say it. He's, he's competent. competent. He's competent in the offensive end. Is it competent end. or competent? Comp- no, it's competent. Competent. Is it Competency. just competent? Is there like a plural version Competencies. of Competencies. Whatever, dude. He's okay. competent okay. in the office. Sorry. Well, sorry. There's, there's sorry. deficiencies. That's the, the bad part. Either way. I just the think... opposite of deficiency. What is that? Efficiency. Efficiency. He's efficient in the offensive <laughs> zone. Yes, exactly. Uh, but Solid. the thing with the Red Wings is even though you're waiting for these guys to come up on the defensive end... There's still a pretty solid pipeline there. I mean, like Joe Hickett is a guy. Obviously, Lashoff's not a guy that's going to be here long term. He's kind of filling space in the AHL. Um, it's so I guess moving Sayarvi is more of a play of like, look, they probably didn't see much. Uh, his ceiling being all that high as I initially thought it was. So um, I don't know if he'll get a chance to play in Arizona at the back end, maybe being a sixth or seventh defenseman. I'm sure he'll see he'll see time in Tucson. So wish the best to him. I like Billy Sayarvi a lot. He's been a kid that's again 2015 draft pick. You've been waiting and waiting and waiting for him to come up, never has. So obviously, uh, the front office sees something that I don't. Eric Comrie, though, look, 24 years old, you take a chance on him. You need some goaltending depth. I don't know if this guy's the answer. I don't think this is a guy that can take over the net from Bernier and Howard and all of a sudden put up numbers for you. But whatever. You get goaltending depth. He's here now. He's a Red Wing. Uh, we can move on from that. And now we'll get into the Babcock stuff because if, if anything is intriguing about the Red Wings, it's about things that happen to or things that are happening to a coach who hasn't been here in 10 years. So Mike Babcock. 10 years? Yeah, 08 was like his last year. 08, 09? No, dude. It was like 14. Sure? Yeah. I don't know about that. Mike Babcock, I'm looking it up 08, right 09, now. something? It is not 08, 09. Well, that was, 08, 09 is cup. a year after the cup. I'm going to say 2012 then was his max. Had to be. Okay. 2012. I think he was at, I feel like he was. No, my years are, I know my years are way off now that I think about it. It's, that's terrible of me to say. That's okay. Because Blashill's been here for like a handful of years. 2014, Babcock earned his 414 career win as the head coach of the Red Wings. There you go. Surpassing Jack Adams as the winning, winningest coach in Red Wings history. I, I knew not it. know when he I knew it. Down. So anyway, the most intriguing news about the Red Wings is about a coach who hasn't been here in five years. 
That's better. Um, if you haven't been following the 2014, NHL, 2015. There you go. If you haven't been following the NHL, uh, Maple Leafs fired Mike Babcock pretty recently in the last couple of weeks. And there's this very, very weird thing going on right now amongst the league where these players are starting to come out uh, and, and, you know, reveal some information about their past coaches and mistreatment and maybe uh, even so far as abuse the players. I don't want to get into all of that, but uh, there's a story on Babcock that came out about Mitch Marner, who plays for the Maple Leafs. Uh, and Marner saying at a team function or whatever, he made Marner, who was a rookie at the time, rank like who he thinks was the hardest working to the least hardest working player on the team. And Babcock like read the list to all the team, which is not a great place to be in if you're a rookie and find and and all these veterans are finding out you don't think I work hard, whatever. F you. Um, either way, this whole story coming back to the Red Wings now broke today. If anyone listens to the Spit and Chicklets podcast from Barstool Sports, Ryan Whitney, Paul Bissonette, uh, Rear Admiral over there. Very entertaining podcast. Shameless plug. Shout out to those guys. They don't listen to this by any means, but whatever. No shot. Um, they in, they interviewed Chris Chelios today, and Chelios told a story about how in I think it was the 2012 playoffs when the Red Wings were playing Nashville, uh, something happened during in a game in a game, and, and Mike Babcock apparently just laid into Johan Franzen, uh, just like the way that Chelios described it was uh, a verbal assault. On Johan Franzen, and, and and apparently it caused him to have a nervous breakdown, whatever that means. Um, so in response to those comments, Johan Franzen had an interview with a Swedish newspaper, Expressen, if I am saying that uh, correctly. And Franzen made some comments uh, in reference to that incident in Nashville. He goes, "I quote: I get the shivers when I think about it. It was coarse, nasty, and shocking, but that was just one of a, one out of a hundred things he did. The tip of the iceberg." Uh, he then went on to say that Babcock is extremely meticulous and well-prepared as a coach, good at putting a team together and getting everyone to buy in. And then he goes, and I quote, but then he's a terrible person, the worst I have ever met. He's a bully who was attacking people. It could be a cleaner at the arena in Detroit or anybody. He would lay into people without any reason. So interesting stuff coming out of Detroit. Sounds like he's like the new Mike Keenan. He's just an absolute psycho. Which is, and I've I've always heard that no one's really enjoyed playing for Babcock and the things too you heard about the Red Wing. And why this is significant is because you kind of look at now how the organization has been run, and apparently Ken Holland's been very defensive over Mike Babcock in the past, and there, the veteran leadership wouldn't really ever stand up to Babcock in Detroit. And there's all these stories out there, but just just bizarre. And of course, Johan Franzen was plagued with with an injury, the the con- post concussion syndrome, which essentially ended his career. Um, Dealing with depression, anxiety, all those things, and apparently Babcock did not help with, uh, with with helping that at all. So, real tough. I don't know. That's that's my Red Wings news. If anyone has any opinions, it's not like we don't. No, but like it's crazy because people like on Twitter who are uneducated just continue to say, "Bring Babcock back." Like that don't that's not happening. Like that clearly was a culture that in the organization. I mean, he was a good coach. He was truly like getting less talented teams to the playoffs that yeah. probably shouldn't have made it. But I don't think he'll ever coach the NHL again. Like, no, he, he will. He will. You, he, you think he will after all this stuff that's being heard about around yes. the league? He's too good of a coach. I know, but at what cost? He, I mean, look at the Maple Leafs this year. They were nothing when he was the coach this year until they fired him. Now they're picking things up. I think, I think based on what you've heard about him now, you have to outweigh the pros and cons. Why, why would you hire this guy right now? There's plenty of good coaches out there. At the same time, I think 
this will probably change him a little bit. I don't know why we're talking about Mike Babcock, but he's, he's just not. He's that's not the only to... Red Wings news we have. The team is brutal. No, but it, I mean, you heard stories like that. I think they've talked about it on Spin Chitwitz a bunch of times. Another shameless plug to them. But like <laughs> they talked about how like Babcock like didn't start, didn't let Mike Madonna get us a thousand thousandth game or something like that, or fifteen yeah. hundred game, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. He just like, and it was at the end of the year they already clinched playoffs, and he just like didn't start them. That's why Mike Mike Common. Commodore, yeah, I think Kami. he's a scumbag either way. I Mike, love Kami. Mike Commodore is. Brutal. You don't like Kami? He just he opens, he runs his mouth too much. He was never a good player. It's stupid. You want a cup? You want a cup? Good for him. A lot of people win cups. You want a cup? I know. I haven't won a cup either okay. way. We can put the Red Wing stuff to bed. Yeah. Sorry for going down that track. Uh, that's Red Wing stuff. They play. Who do they play? I don't know. They just play the Islanders. I have no idea who they play next. I don't really care. We'll move into Pistons now. Uh, not any much more exciting. Pistons seven and thirteen on the year. That's good for tenth in the East. Coming off a one thirty-two to ninety-eight blowout win over the Spurs on Sunday night. Christian Wood twenty-eight points in twenty-two minutes. That's a career high. Uh, seven and thirteen. We talked last week about how you're going to see the Hornets twice, and they lost to them twice. So, question to you guys now. I'll turn it over. Time to hit the panic button yet? Oh, um, it, it's time to hit the panic button. Um. <clears throat> From the standpoint of uh, okay, I got I got my my roommate and I were talking about this kind of jokingly, but uh, not jokingly at the same time. He said, anytime you have a nine game losing streak to a team in the Eastern Conference that's made the playoffs once in that three year span, you've been losing to them. It's probably time to knock it down. Doesn't matter who's playing. You can't win one of those games. I, I, I don't know, but I. <laughs> I guess I would push back though because I I don't I don't really think it's time just because I I've said all year I think this team can easily pull it together I'm not saying they will but the word panic to me is a little bit of a hyper hyperbolic term because I just think that this team has the makeup that they can they can you know bippity boppity boo and figure Ooh. it out in in that like was three awesome. games <laughs> because but with that being said though you got tough games coming up you host the bucks you host the pacers you host you got to go on the road to the pelicans you got to play luka Doncic and the mavericks who's playing out of his mind yep. you go at rockets at celtics so there's a lot of tough games coming up for the team <sighs> they're screwed um, the word panic is a little too much for me but again i'm just kind of sick of the same carousel revolving door of Pistons basketball the 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 thing that keeps me up though is that you know Dwayne Casey's still the head coach and you still have Blake Griffin if he can figure out how to play basketball this year um you could turn things around because it is the Eastern Conference if they're in the West yes you knock it down you're done but that is not the case I wouldn't say like like you said, I mean, they play the Hornets. It doesn't matter if Kemba's on a team. It doesn't matter if they're the Bobcats. You can't beat them point. one time. They cannot do anything with the Hornets, and they completely blew that game. I believe that was on Friday night. Yeah, it was yep. on Friday. Up it, six with four minutes. You can't, At home. You can't let that happen. Absolute joke. And They play like Malik Monk, and he starts acting like he's James Hart. Like, it's insane. When they, like, Marvin Williams gives the Pistons... Fits. Marvin Williams <laughs> hasn't been good for three years. Prime Mello, I think that's what you said. Like yeah, last week, he, he it's into unbelievable. Prime yeah, it's unbelievable. But the, I, I don't even know how to judge this Pistons team. I don't. And, and, I, like, I've pretty much given up. Well, on let trying me to let me ask you both this: they're, where, they're where, does the team fall, where does the team fall short? Where does the team fall short? I, I've always said, I've always believed that with Reggie, they're a better team, and people have always been like, hey, with him out of the lineup, you'll see this team thrive. Once you get Reggie back, I do think they will be a lot more successful and have 
their rotation will fit a lot better. But their bench has like been pretty good, and I I like the fact that they're playing Svi more. I like the fact they're playing Christian Wood more. Seiko Domboya got his first minutes. Yes, really. Yeah. Hey, look, three minutes. Oh, he's so. still two for two. He's a two year for away. Two. Really? Yep. And one. Ah. Two for two with an and one. Missed the free throw though. This team just. I don't like they just don't have elite talent at the guard position, which you really, really need. That's all the NBA is these days. And, yeah. and you, you see stats like today how Luke Kennard's one of the best offensive players in the NBA, but he's a like bottom in the defensive like category. Yeah. They, they 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 don't have great perimeter defenders on the Detroit Pistons right now, and that and Reggie Jackson's not going to help that at all either. Did That's you know that a, Luke Kennard is the only player in the NBA with a wingspan shorter than his height? Oh yeah, it's insane. <laughs> how is I, that possible? He's the when only he, player yeah. in the NBA with a wingspan that is shorter than his height. Have you seen him Probably shoot? A bad measurement. No, it's true. No, no. If you just look at him, just, yeah, you just can take tell. A, you can pretty he's much got tell. Short arms, even just when he's walking. Look how he shoots, think. dude. It's like kind of at his chest. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just you talked about uh, Luke Kennard's well, perimeter I, I, defense. I can't even tell you where this like team falls short. I just think that Blake is not having a year that you expect him to have being your star player. Yeah, not at all. And Drummond, and Drummond has slowed down since that hot like 10-game start. And Derrick Rose is not a guy who can carry a team. Luke Kennard's a nice piece to have. They just don't have a dude right now. And I think if Blake picks it up, you probably could. But is Blake a shell of himself? I'm not saying he's not a great NBA player still. He still is. He was a top fifteen player in the league, yeah, no doubt, last year. And if you could argue top ten, yeah, and they barely made the playoffs. Yep. So if he's not going to play at that caliber, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, that, that's how the team's built. Yeah, and that's nothing against Blades. Sorry, you've had like a million knee injuries. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is. But Blades got to play a little bit better for this team to elevate a little bit higher. Well, for me, it's it's a couple things. It's scoring points. The Pistons are 19th in the NBA. They can't figure out how to put the ball in the basket. They're sloppy. They're fourth in turnovers. Um, and they're 25th in rebounding. You got the best rebound in the league. You're way too re- way too reliant on Andre yep. Drummond because as soon as he sits down, Christian Wood and Thon Maker can't box out to save their lives. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and the fourth thing is just the allergy to the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> it's I, I, I don't care who's playing. Um, it pisses just, me off. It's unbelievable. Yeah, anytime that's what you're looking at, it's not a good sign. So, um, I mean, the, the, there's other things, though, at the same time. This is why I can't hit the panic button. The Pistons are top five in field goal percentage. They shoot the ball at a high percentage. That's Blake Griffin and Andre close to the basket, and Derrick Rose is a slashing point guard. And the Pistons are ninth in assists. They move the ball. They play good team offense. This is the Dwayne Casey team. You know, Blake Griffin is still is a good facilitator uh, despite his – Lack of explosiveness on the offensive end. Luke Kennard's had a good passing year. Uh, Bruce Brown has had a good year passing the ball as well. It's just frustrating because it doesn't translate to points. It doesn't translate to wins. And that's kind of the issue. Yeah, kind of, it's, I, the Blake Griffin thing is is where my I scratch my head. Like I think whatever the last game we played, like 22 minutes against the Spurs maybe. Yeah. And I get you're blowing them out so you don't really need them, but it's like it, you're – you're seeing your worst nightmare come true with Blake. It's and I like, feel like I, I get where everyone was saying like, you, you're going to have injury problems. I didn't think it'd be this bad. Like no. you can't even get it. You can't even keep on the floor. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't think it would be this bad either. But I also don't think you can have it both ways. You know, to all of our points that we've been making for the last year now, it's like either sit him, rest him, or don't, or 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 throw him out. Like if he's not healthy, don't play him. Don't do the stupid load management on minutes thing. It's like just let him get healthy. How about that? Right. 
Because you, you that's got, the thing, though. He is healthy, and they're trying to keep him healthy. I just I don't know. He doesn't look right to me. And maybe that's just him getting old. I don't know. I who knows? I, it happened in like one year. Yeah, it's a little tough to believe, but I hear you. I know what you're saying. It's just I don't understand why the Pistons are constantly in this middle ground of do we throw Blake out there tonight? Do we do we you know do we start <laughs> Langston Galloway? That's okay. It's December. <laughs> Any cough on the air in December is one thousand percent. Please acceptable. don't play Langston Galloway. Please trade him. I, yeah, that's no, one I, that, I, like, I don't like him either. I don't get why they give minutes to Langston Galloway when they have all these guards that are younger than him that yep. could possibly be sort of pieces. And are better. Yeah, I know. I like, mean, they're just better. Yeah, like, they're better at shooting the basketball than he is. I, I don't understand why you keep throwing out number nine in a Pistons uniform and just hoping him to shoot the lights out. It's You've just, done it one game this year and you lost because you know who you played? The Hornets. It's tough. It is it just, again, another example of how Stan Van Gundy has set your franchise back. Uh, potentially a decade. Stinks. Um, I do want to touch on one more thing here, Pistons-wise. They do play in Cleveland tomorrow, meaning Tuesday, 7 p.m. Um, today marks a very sad day. There's the beginning of the deconstruction or demolition of the Palace of Auburn Hills. I can't believe it. I like trying to. Th- I'm th- thinking back, and I kind of want to just bring up, like you know, your your thoughts on uh, your favorite memories. And for for me, I just kind of think like first you tear down the Joe for me, where I literally grew up watching hockey games. Now you're tearing down the Palace, where I grew up watching Lions games. I got a couple games under Pistons my belt. Games. I'm sorry, Pistons games. I, I got a couple games under my belt at uh, the, the old Tiger Stadium. Don't remember it. Very, very young when they tore that down. Um, and then this, the Silver Dome, too, is gone. So it's like yep. this whole era of Detroit sports has now officially closed. And with the closing of the Palace, or the, the demolition of it, I just think like that's my our last link to like good Detroit sports history. Yeah, because you look at what we got now, it's like exactly. And like my my fondest memories, and I want to get to you guys too, of of the Palace is just watching the going to work Pistons. Like there were so many countless games, even beyond the 04 season, of going there and that starting lineup of of Chauncey Rip. Tayshon. 6-3. Yes. Chauncey. Which, by the way, one of, my, one of my only talents is being able to recite that perfectly. If I ever get me tuned up on a, on a Saturday night, I'll throw the final countdown and do it for you. From Virginia Union University. Yeah, and, and, and Rashid and Ben there to round it out. And, like, that's that to me is, like, what I hang my head on at the Palace and just seeing those teams – and just great memories of like you win like eighty six to seventy eight basketball games, and the energy's great. It's packed. Like the the intros are out of control. And they it just, led the league in sellouts, like continuous streak. Yeah. It was yeah. insane. And the, the palace itself is just beautiful. Like I haven't been yes. to many basketball arenas, but it's beautiful. And it sucks that I get it was a more logistical move to have the team down here. But man, just how's that worked out, Detroit? Not great. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you'll bring up Malice at the Palace, whatever." I don't want to talk about that stuff. But as far as your guys' fondest memories of the Palace, I mean, I grew up. I literally live in walking distance from the Palace, so it, it holds a special place in my heart, obviously. But like looking back at the Palace, I probably I can't count how many games I've been there. Probably over a hundred, including yeah. Michigan State basketball games. Like concerts, whatever. I've been there a billion times. The thing I love about the Palace is that I think it's the only sports arena that had one bar in like shouting, <laughs> like two bars in shouting distance, hoops and post bar. Like that, that was so funny to me that it was like basically in Oakland County, basically because the majority of season ticket holders 
you looked at Windsor from Oakland County. Yeah. So they were like, hey, let's. why don't we just move the suburbs for the Pistons? We're going to get majority of our season ticket holders from there. It'll be easier for them to get the games. So I, I, I thing I love about the Palace, I love the Dippin' Dots. Yep. I love the inflatable Hooper yep. that used to fly over, yep. just throwing stuff like down. Oh, I love the little pizza parachutes. I love the original Hooper, and then they got Mrs. Hooper and completely ruined it out. They have a baby Hooper too, don't they? No, Mini Hooper. Mini, they, mini first Hooper. First of all, Hooper used to mini be a lot. Cooper. Mi, mi, Hooper used to be a lot fatter back in the yep. day, and he had a little yellow and red stripe yes, down the was, hair. It was like fire. Yeah, and, and now, now, it's, now not. it's not. So whoever's <laughs> running Hooper, give me a call and we can fix it because it really bugs me. And <laughs> maybe also, that's what's wrong with the Pistons. Also, as like a little creepy little like six year old, whenever you saw like Automotion Dance Team, you yep. thought they were like the hottest people on like God's green earth, but they're yeah. really not. Like it, it, I hate to, <laughs> hate to Automotion, I, Automotion I hate was to be, the first time I started taking an interest in in girls. No, 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 but I hate to be like crude or anything, but that <laughs> like Automotion. A, that's... You, that, 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 a lot of discovery happens at the halftime <laughs> of the Pistons game. The drum line, it was great. Oh, separate the men from cousin, the boys. Cousin was in the drum line. Really? Shout out Jimmy. Awesome. Used to go there. Throw free shirts. I have a million Detroit basketball like white T-shirts. Yeah, extra large. Jim, get this, my cousin Jimmy sits time. Really bald guy. Sign him up. Sits out. Sits out with like a sore thumb. Sign him up. Trent, your fondest memory of the palace. My fondest memory. I'm gonna go back to my first memory of the palace. I was in first grade, so I was about seven years old. Wow. My buddy Keaton Hamilton. Shout out Keaton. Had season tickets. Well, his his family had season tickets in a uh, in a box. So we went, and Ooh. I spilled my pop all over his brother Cody wow. and he was just not happy with me Tough. and he was like an intimidating older kid and he was like a nice kid like he was yeah. he wasn't mean to me he just wasn't happy like he wasn't yeah. talking to me but um yeah I, I don't I remember we were playing the Pacers and I just remember Ben Wallace had the throw out that's what I remember that was yeah probably Ben Wallace that had to have been Ben Wallace's last year with the Pistons 06 gotcha. I believe so then after that, no, go go for it. No, go ahead. Well, I'm not turning you off. Go I would ahead. just this is this one's a little bit more funny. My sophomore year of high school, um, I went and we were playing the Pelicans, and Anthony Davis dropped a career high 59 points. I remember that game like and yesterday. He literally could not miss. Like <laughs> it was John Mason, poor guy, was just like after he was just getting so sick of it yeah. after every bucket. Anthony Davis. That's my Mason thing. I want to sneak it in. So hype. So hype. Where does the time go? <laughs> I Dude, don't know. I, first of all, I went to the, I, not the last playoff game at the Palace, the second to last playoff game at the Palace when they played the Cavaliers. You could just see Mason. All the juice was taken out of him because I've been to playoff games like in the 07, 06 range where they were they were good, but they were never really going to get over the hump. They couldn't beat the Celtics. They lost the Cavaliers. That's why I still hate LeBron James. People ask me why I hate LeBron James. I will never forgive him for that game five at the Palace. 25. Rip, ripped my eight-year-old heart out and displaced it. Right, you're watching like, The no, last no, no. 25 points. He played with Booby Gibson and Damon Jones and was giving, oh, my God. I don't know what goat, they were doing. Goat things. No, but whatever. Um, Like, oh, you could just. Mm. Not another thing I remember about the Palace, the Thunder Sticks. Yeah. They used to <laughs> fuck. And me and my buddies talked about this. I First of all, I have a million memories. The fire. 
the fire as a kid was the most terrifying thing yeah. in your turn. The Ben's explosion. You're just like, ah. yeah, you were waiting for it. It's still like boom. Like, You're ah. like, no, I'm having nightmares. <laughs> I don't like this. Startled. Yeah, I I loved uh, I loved going to the palace, man. I just I can't. I just hard for me to wrap my head around it not being there anymore. It's I could, so big because I could walk in the palace right now. Great barn. Being torn down, and I would just I. It's all familiar. It's like I don't I don't I remember it. Vivid. I always will remember the palace. Vivid. The team store was great. Oh. Unreal Pistons locker room. Yeah, I, I had one they of my. They had the Larry O'Briens right there. Lob. One of my big memories too was I don't know what game it was. I was very young. I walked in wearing my red Ben Wallace jersey, the red they should go back to. It's a yes. legendary jersey. Now this red's like a Christmas red they use now. It's too bright, can't stand it, but it's a great jersey. Um, and I walk in and some guys like, hey, how would you like to carry the 04 Pist uh, uh, championship trophy back to the locker room or whatever. They hand me these white gloves, and I'm carrying this thing. It probably weighs more than me, and I carried the trophy all the way, like, through whatever, like, the premium area is downstairs in a little hallway, and you hand it off. They put it back in the case. It was unbelievable. How come I never heard that story? Oh, I didn't think it was that. I mean, like, I know it's cool. I have the gloves still in my room in a bag. Yes. That I use. That's insane. It was very cool. Somewhere just on there, the you draw. have Chauncey Billups' lip DNA on yeah. your gloves. Luck of the draw. But some great memories, and you close the book on a, on a chapter of unbelievable moments and memories in Detroit sports, and we might not ever it, see a great memory again. It's crazy to think, too, like the Pistons won all three of their championships yeah, yep. in, like playing in the Palace. I believe yeah. the Bad Boys' first championship was the Palace' first year. Yes, it Wasn't was. It? Yes, it was. And, and that, then, that's they just crazy. Beat to me. Michael Jordan in seven games. I, I had great the, series. Yeah. I have shout, it on DVD. Yep. Shout out, shout out to my Uncle Tom because they had season tickets, and he would just. Nicest guy in the world. He'd be like, hey, you guys want to go to games? Yep. Every time. Great seats. They belong <laughs> to one of those premium clubs. Great food. I love the Palace. Great place to watch a basketball yeah. game. LCA yeah. still doesn't really feel like home for the Pistons yet. No. It's one, not a, it's, once they get good, hopefully it It's not changes. a basketball arena. It's not built for a basketball arena. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah, but one last time. I want to get it in there. Because I love Mason. And that's you hear the crowd in the background of that little yeah. drop there. And it's like, that's, it. that's the Palace for me. But... Uh, we'll move on from that. We'll do some lion stuff here. It feels like we've been talking for hours, but we really haven't. So we're, we're, we're how long have we been talking? Forty-five minutes. We're decently on oh, track. Wow, wow, wow. Right. Uh, we'll go back here a couple days now. Uh, the Thanksgiving game, the Lions losing to the Bears on Thanksgiving, twenty-four to twenty. They moved to three, eight, and one. I believe they were the first team officially eliminated from playoff contention because the AFC is that bad. So the Bengals yeah. are like still. By the way. I told you guys uh, the Bengals were getting their first win. Did I you not? You did tell us that. Did I, not tell I also told you win? that Deshaun Watson was going to beat the Patriots and convincingly. And I always bet on the Patriots, so you're right. <laughs> what a week. Um, anyway, Lions. Good week for the picks. Lions 3-8-1 and one now. David Blau in his NFL debut. Boiler uh, up. For, for a second there, it looked like he was going to be entered in the Hall of Fame immediately after the game. Uh, 22 for 38 on the day, 280 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Bo Scarborough. 21 carries for 83 yards. Kenny Galladay, four catches, 158 yards, and one touchdown. Um, I don't know if we want to go through thoughts on the game. I'll try and I'll kick it to you because you usually have all the thoughts in the world. So Yeah. Um, I don't even like really remember that. I will before, – before you go, my my big analysis on this, I don't want to keep beating the dead horse of being negative, but I – there was something about the Thanksgiving game, and I, I took a second to, to take a step back and, and just kind of realize how lucky we are as Lions fans to every Thanksgiving for the foreseeable future until the NFL ruins it. 
we get to watch the Lions. Yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent. I woke up that morning and I put my Joey Harrington jersey on as I do every year. And I'm like, you know what? I know the team stinks. They're three, seven, and one, but I want this win more than anything in the world. I was so psyched. I was in it every second of the game. And it was just awesome. So yep. it just goes to show, you know, even if the team's struggling, there's still a lot to get behind. It's just, it, it's it's a disease. It's like a I tradition. can't I can't get the lion's blood out of me. And it was awesome. I had a blast, but I don't really remember the game all that much. I do, but I don't. But I'll kick it off to you. Yeah. So I do have season tickets, and unfortunately, I had to sell them this week because I just wanted to. You know, unfortunately, the fact of the matter is, I'd rather be with my parents and my family, and you know, see everybody. Then go watch the Lions. Well, this Lions team. If Matt Stafford was playing, I actually probably would have gone, but because I just like him that much. But um, my thoughts on the game, I guess, generally was Trey Flowers looked pretty good. I, I've officially kind of like moved on to the. He's he has to be better next year. Yeah, and I think he will be. He hasn't been terrible ever no, since no, like the first yeah. six games. Yeah, but. so like he he's I'm officially off the whole Trey Flowers stinks. Give me my money back thing. And I was never really on that, but some fans I were. Was. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was warranted because he wasn't playing well at all. But um, Trey Flowers played great. Darius Slay did not, and I'm so sick of watching him go out there and just like not give 100%. Yes, he had a pick. I don't care. He also gave play. up. A, it was a good play, but you sh- he should make that play. A big play. And, a big play Slay. <laughs> but no, he, he, he didn't play bad. He just doesn't play dominant anymore. And I don't know if it's because... You know, you don't have Rashawn Melvin on the other side, but, you know, at the same time, I could say you've had Nevin Lawson on the other side your whole career. So I, I just I, – I don't want to get on Darius Slade too much because I know it's hard to get up for these games. But in a macro sense – I don't want to get too lost and everything, but in a macro sense, I don't know. It was entertaining. David Blau was actually somewhat, like, fun to watch at quarterback. Yeah. Driscoll just doesn't – I don't know. Like, Driscoll's fun to watch because he runs. Yeah. But uh, at least – There's no Bla- confidence there. I Blau- actually, like, thought – Blau would like make some big plays. Well, yeah, he did. He, he the took first, some the, shots. The pass to Kenny Galladay was great. I was I was out of control. I was like, oh, it was, I it was, was awesome. screaming because yeah. I have Galladay in fantasy. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh. get Stafford out of here. This is the guy. I right, was like, Blau's the well, guy. That, now. That's the feeling. That's always in the back of your mind because you're like, oh, Stafford, Stafford's getting old. Whatever. All of us love him. But I'm just. It was fun watching David Blau as opposed to Jeff Driscoll because Jeff Driscoll's not going to turn into anything. Right. And David Blau, just the fact that he's 23 years old, there's a chance that he does. So you just enjoy watching him Bo Scarborough love watching him run the football puts his head down reminds me 1000% of Joyke Bell he's he is Joyke Bell 2.0 he could be better than Joyke Bell depending on how Daryl Bevel you know adjusts the system next year assuming the Lions resign him which they'd be idiots not to um Daryl Bevel no no uh Bo Bo Scarborough yeah sorry no you're good but I guess that, that that's about all I got. It was a fun game to watch. I, I love when the Lions play a division opponent on Thanksgiving because it means a little bit more, especially now, Ryan, when you say like you still get up for the game. I remember the Eagles game on Thanksgiving a couple years ago when the Lions were you know not Trounced in the hunt because they started one and five. But you know, it is what it is. Lions played played all right. Uh, you don't have Stafford, you don't have a chance to win. That's the bottom line. But I I, I can't be upset with all that I saw. I think the performance by David Blau showed how like how competent like Daryl Bevel is, like putting that guy in like yeah. pretty good situations. I think good, that's one thing I took point. that's one thing I took away. I'm not gonna like anything that the defense does against the Bears, I'm not gonna say anything yeah, because right. the Bears honestly were getting like four yards per carry and they just decided to throw the football for some odd reason and it just like didn't work out for them. But 
I, I think the main thing is Brothers Osborne's powered on at halftime. That, that was, was so annoying. That was, I was so funny. But I didn't even care. I was just like, I, okay, sweet. You, sorry, you guys missed your you missed your opportunity. Let's get the second half going. That I guy was, was so mad. I would be so mad if I was Brothers Osborne. I'd be yeah, like, guys, really? You guys <laughs> really did this to me? I'd be furious. Yeah, it's tough. Of course, I had all my family members. Oh, this is the most Lions thing ever. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was very The thing is is that it is, but I don't need to hear that. I don't care. Yeah, but come Everyone's on. Always, there's always like, uh, well, the, guess what? The power went out during the Super Bowl. No, right. but a, 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 after that, I was surprised Deshaun Hand played. Didn't play bad. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised too. But other than that, I, I it's hard to come up with like hot, hot takes every week, especially when they're not in the hunt. Right. But I, I, you're encouraged to see that you're able with three quarterbacks to move the football. Yeah. Like other than that Bears game in Chicago, they've been able to move the football basically yeah. anyone I was going to say of the three Jeff Driscoll games, two of them have been competent by Bevel. So yes. you, and you, that's all you can I mean, ask for. I, when you're- Washington wasn't great. I get that, and I also forgot I didn't watch that game, so that's tough for me to judge that. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, it's tough because for me Because at the to same judge. time, the reason the Lions lost that game was because of the special teams touchdown they gave up. No, yeah, I'm just so, saying. Yeah, you know, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. I, like, I, I think that's the only thing you can take. Bevel's able to work with uh, less than maybe most, even though they have really good talent on the outside. Also, TJ Hodgson on IR. See that? Yeah, so there's a couple things that I want to touch on here as far as the Patricia press conference today. Um, one of those things being Hawkinson being on IR, tough break, and we can get into his misuse or underutilization or what have you. Because I just think, at the end of the day, for me, I'm just I'm upset with. And, and, and now you know you see your people come out on Twitter of like, you know, wh- why take him at eight? You could have got value in the second round in the tight end. And I get it, but at the same time, I I genuinely don't think they gave him a chance to succeed this year, other than the first game of the season when he looked amazing and it was awesome. Um, Another thing, too, Stafford, they're still under the assumption that he wants to play and they're going to give him the opportunity to come back out of respect. I get it, but I don't. Like, I don't need to see him play anymore, and it's not even for the matter of tanking. I don't need him getting hurt. It's not It's not necessary. Um, if anything, you give David Blount, what do you have, like four games left? Whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just not necessary to me. I would be surprised if we see him again. I would be surprised. I don't know. I, I, I should say I wouldn't be surprised if we see him again. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. Um, another thing, too, is uh, he was asked a question today about Paul Pascaloni's execution and performance this year, and Patricia did not answer the question. So I don't know what that means, if the guy's job security. That's a guy that, like, has to go for me. It just I would rather have, yeah, like because- Colin said, Matt Patricia taking over play calls. You can see that in the news now. I, I need to see that because I just can't do – I can't do. I don't want anymore. that to happen, but that's gonna happen. Well, yes, and it's like any shred of hope that, like, maybe it is Pascaloni who's the issue and not Patricia. You know that you you can hang on to that if you get rid of Pascaloni. If you keep Pascaloni around, it's like okay, well now you're just running in circles here. But at least if Matt Patricia gets rid of him and brings in some other guy, then you got something to look forward to, I guess, on that end. So get rid of pa- get rid of old man Rivers. Who's yeah. older than Ryan's grandfather? He is, I think. Maybe. Who knows? Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, it's, I, I, wanna, I just I want to look up how old he has, actually it's, is. It's, I don't even know how old my grandfather is. But either way, uh, I, it's just and like the, he was answering questions today about they were asking like, "Are you planning on retiring he's only, he's only soon?" 70. Really? He's only seventy. He's kind of old. Though. He looks. He looks older than seventy. Yeah, he doesn't look great. But he was getting asked questions today about like. 
you think about retiring. He's like, no, I got to put my kids through school. It's like, dude, like, what are we doing here, man? I, I, just... I mean, he was the defensive line coach at Boston College before he got this job, so he probably does. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> It's just neptitude. A, Let me tell you, jeez. Oh, it's yeah. just it's just the guy to me that I that I think it has. It's a piece where I think you can only go up from. Granted, your your rankings on defense. I'm just sick of every week they just don't get a pass rush. And Mitch Trubisky is an example of a guy who. And again, I will say wire to wire, I was locked into the to the Lions game. They played a fine game. And as much as I hate using the cop out of they're in every game. With David Blau, and as Collins made a great point, you just go to show how good Daryl Bevel can be with what he's given. You're using Bo Scarborough, who was a running back that was not on a roster this year until the Lions signed him. David Blau, who is playing in his first game, undrafted rookie, and you still manage to go out there and put things together. You lose Hawkinson during the game as well, not that you use him very often. So offensively, it's it's going to be a season of just thinking of like oh you know only what if what if you still had Matthew Stafford you know obviously it doesn't mean much now but defensively there's just so many holes to the scheme on a very fundamental level of they don't get pressure up front they have been much better at stopping the run I will give them that but the the way they utilize their linebackers they they always drop their linebackers in coverage Christian Jones can't cover Jared Davis struggles in coverage uh, Jalen Tavai has been pretty solid this year and I, I'm glad that he's actually shown that he's capable, but I just I just can't I can't do the scheme and they get beat by mediocre quarterback. And that's one thing that we looked at. We looked at the season from the beginning in these games. We're like, okay, who's playing quarterback? It was these literally teams? a storyline for the Lions all year. Yeah, Derek Carr, Derek, Dak exactly. Prescott, Daniel Jones. Exactly. You name it. And it, it doesn't it doesn't matter who is back there, if you give them enough time, they're gonna make plays. You saw it with Dwayne Haskins, who followed up with a pretty solid game this week again. You saw it with Kyler Murray. Exactly. Right out of the gate. It's it's just it, it to me, it is the definition of insanity. They see it every week. It's their biggest pitfall, and they don't change. And to me, it's a scheme thing because contrary to what Collins thinks, which is the, he's entitled to your own opinion, I do think they have talent on defense. I don't know what the future of Slay is going to be. I will tell you right now, if he's going to hold out this next year, he needs to go. I'm not going to deal with it. Good interception for him. That's cool. He's getting older. He's not going to get any better. So it, it, it is what it is. I think you can find younger guys in there that can fill his role. Um, but – it's 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 look again. We're saying the same things. They were in the Bears game. It was crushing because you literally you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, you were watching it unfold in front of your face. And this was this was a rare scenario where the Lions actually had the ball with a decent amount of time left to go win it. Usually they're on the wrong side of it to where they're letting up a touchdown with like a minute or less left, and they don't have a chance to go down and drive the field. I was impressed with David Blau. But it's just you're sitting there on Thanksgiving and you're like, here we go. You know, Bears go up by four. You got the ball. If you have Stafford, you're feeling good. You're locked in. Everyone in the nation's watching the game. But you have David Blau and and whatever. And you you imploded and and it is what it is. And my concerns now are more so less than game by game. But you know, you look at Matt Patricia and his comments or lack thereof about Paul Pascaloni and his performance, which makes me believe that if you don't want to have that conversation, fine. But if you don't change anything and you're not willing to defend your guy, that to me is a little suspect. Um, 
Again, we talked, too, about the Stafford thing. I don't need to see him again this year. He is your greatest asset. I think he has done enough this year to prove the Lions fans in your front office and your coaching staff that he is your greatest asset, and if you lose him, you are screwed, as you've seen the last handful of games. And then, again, the Hawkinson thing. It's another guy you lose to injury, and he's going to get unfair criticism now because why did you draft criticism. him? I, unfair criticism. Why about why they draft him at eight? Why did they draft him at eight? That's not his fault. It's though. not his fault. That he was drafted at eight. He's no, being, no, 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 He's no. the most that, underutilized not... player in the league they because he him. doesn't get open. I, he's open more than you think. He's six foot eight. Yeah, or whatever. He is. He's huge. They don't. They don't. They don't throw the no, ball. I, to him I, I hear you. They There's throw a the point ball to be made. He drops in the end zone. Collins, to your credit, you've been saying this all since we drafted him. You're like, you don't pick tight ends at eight because it's not a value pick at I, eight. And I like understand. You said, it's, 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 not, it's not Hodgson's fault. <laughs> at, like you said, it's not Hodgson's fault, but it's Bob Twins' fault. But then that's what he's saying. It's unfair criticism towards Hawk. And I, I, I think I think it's fair. I don't think crit- the criticism is towards Hawk. I think it's towards Twin. Which is which is maybe a more fair estimation. I think if you're if you're Bob Quinn. You have to learn, like, history repeats itself. I don't know of a tight end that's been taken in the top ten that has, like, been, like, a game. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to look at history of. You li- literally no value in drafting a tight end in the top ten unless they're Rob Gronkowski or Tony Gonzalez. And while that is 1,000% true, I just want to remember that this is his first year and we have a lot of time to still assess this. There, there, I'm not saying you're wrong. There's not. That's not meaning he's not going to be a good NFL player, which I do believe he, like, he has plenty of talent. He showed you that in the Arizona game. He just showed you like that speed. Ever since he tried to hurdle that guy at the Kansas City game, it's been downhill ever since. It re- it really no seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. because I mean, like after he got that concussion, his brain been, is he got a lobotomy. He was lobotomized. That's brain not got what a lobotomy a is. As a joke, I know what a lobotomy is. Oh, I don't know right. what that is. What is that? It's when you stick the needle in someone's eye and you scramble their brain. Oh, like mashed potatoes. Lord. Not a needle, yeah, but a spoon. Right. But uh, either way, but yeah, I think I I, I would terrifying. like. I've seen enough out of Hawkinson this what? year to where to where I think that in the future he's gonna be, he's gonna be a solid player. He's better than Ebron. He's I think better it's more ability. It, listen. No, he's not. He's not better than Eric Ebron. He did is. you ever watch no, Eric he, Ebron play? Yes, I did watch Eric Ebron. <laughs> Say what you want about Eric Ebron. He also made plays when he got the ball he in his hands. He got thrown to. Yes, because he got open. Hawkinson's bigger. And ha- guess what? Eric Ebron, what, was the 11th pick in the draft? Yeah, I was Okay, so like three that. picks later. Yeah. Yeah. Either either way, I you think, see Ed Oliver dude, playing Hawkinson, Thanksgiving. Hawkinson's I knew I was better. Gonna hear, I knew you I was see gonna, Ed I, I knew, playing I knew, Thanksgiving. I knew, I told my you dad. I was like, I'm gonna hear from <laughs> Collins on Monday because I said I I, I singled out Ed Oliver. That's yeah. my boy. Yeah, I got you. I'm kidding. I'm just, I, I, you know, he's I, a better he's a better run blocker. They use him in pass protection and run blocking a lot. I just I think he has I, I think an we, eight. Stupid pick at eight. It yes. is, but not his fault. That's my point. Okay, fair. And, I just That's fair. I, and, and th- like I said, I don't think he's going to be uh, like a horrible player. It's just the value is just horrible. And Which I is fair. Uh, and we're I'm gonna I'm done talking about it after this week. Just we've talked about it the last three weeks. So. That's my final I just, thing. I, I, w- I would like to see him used in a bigger capacity. I think he will be. Again, Jesse James, their offense does, has been they good, don't though. use Jesse James ever either. But it their offense good. is good. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you don't need to use it. Yeah, it that's good. what I'm saying. The offense is good. Could be better. Um, okay. it, you, can always, you can always get better. Yes. Um, but the thing is here is the, the, the really upsetting thing for me is that TJ Hawkinson, not to mention Carrion, who's also on IR, two players who, like, if you're going to lose, you want to watch them because right. they're your young pieces. No where, excitement. Yeah. yeah, there's no excitement now. It's like now we're watching Jesse James at tight end and Logan Thomas, who apparently plays 
quarterback sometimes. I don't know. Play Vatek legend. Yeah. So you you know he was like our third string, two and a half string quarterback. Did you see what he said? No, what did he say? He said, if I get in there, I'm chucking it every play. <laughs> it was I pretty love that. funny. It was pretty that is funny. funny. But anywho, it's like you lose Hawkinson. Now, now, like Rabinowitz said, you can't really look forward to uh, uh, the rest of the year where you could, he could maybe start to justify taking him at eight. You can't even do that now because he's hurt. Um, and by the way, it looked like a pretty bad injury. I don't know. It was played. It was downplayed a lot. It, I mean, he'll I he'll be good it. to go for the start of next season, but it looked pretty bad. There was a screenshot of like his his. I mean, I'll, I'll just show it to you guys. His foot no, is like tucked I don't underneath. See it. I don't it's see going it. going the complete opposite direction, flat on the turf, and his legs going the other way. Like, I'll check it out. It's pretty gross. I hate injury like things. Like every time Intriguing. there's a possible injury, I'm like, eh, no, no, yeah. no Saints, no not Saints. great. No but thanks. also the rest of this year, it's like you're watching snacks, you're watching Slay, you're watching Trey Flowers, you're right. watching Jelani Tavai and Jared Davis, and it's like you get you get what you get, and you're, you, this is just what the Lions are gonna be. And I think all of us here are at a point now where yeah, we're gonna enjoy. I don't know about enjoy. We're gonna watch the team, and we're gonna because that's what we do. Because we're fans and we're we're diehards, and we drink the Kool Aid, and Rabinowitz and I slam the Kool Aid a little bit more than Collins sometimes. Maybe Hammered that, off. The maybe Kool-Aid. that makes us stupid and Collins smart. Front but, row, the point front is, row Leonard Skinner drunk off the Kool Aid. I yes. was a, literally I was too after David Blau <laughs> threw that touchdown to Kenny Galladay. I'm like, I'm bat boys. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. Um, but either way, we will we will move on now to the Vikings game, and we might as well wrap it in with the picks here, if you guys don't mind. <laughs> yeah, just roll with it. We'll just roll it. Uh, we'll check the record book. Here a pretty big week, some movement. I believe we all had, Collins and I had Bears and under. Trent couldn't help himself. Went Lions and under. We got the unders wrong, but Collins and I were dead on with the Chicago Lions Bears. Lions was looking good until three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, it was. It yeah, was. Yeah. The Lions. The yeah. Lions. Wait, the Lions covered though. Like uh, the line. We, the line when it moved. We, we had moved him at two a and lot. a half. Yeah. We had him at two and a half. We moved a ton. So we're, yeah. we're, we won still. Don't 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 back Don't back. You people on that. are so unfair. No, you just you can't help yourself. I can't. But anyway, the standings: Ryan Collins in the lead, still at fifteen and nine. That's a great looking record. I'm in second place with eleven and thirteen. And here comes Trent scraping the bottom of the barrel. 10 I'm and 14. a game behind you. Ten and fourteen. Are you still in last place? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, How's true. the weather down there? Last is last. Lions, three people. Lions at Vikings on Sunday from whatever the heck their stadium is called. To US, US Bank. Bank. Yes. US Bank. Looks like a ship. It's I was sweet. just gonna say that <laughs> the Lions are a fort. 15 point underdog. The over under is at 42 and a half. I will turn it over to our leader, Ryan Collins. No shot. The Lions don't cover. No shot, no shot, no <laughs> shot. 14, 14. That line has to move as the week like moves on. David Blau is not horrible. And I get the Vikings beat up on bad teams at home usually, other than the Broncos. That was the one exception. And Kirk Cousins lit up the Lions last time they played in Ford Field. 14 is a ton of points. And like 14, you're expecting the Lions to get absolutely blown out. They, Like you said, Ryan, they've been in every single game. I know I'm going against my trend of picking against the Lions. I like the Lions in the over. The Seahawks currently have a 10-point lead on the Vikings in the fourth quarter of Let's Monday go. Night Football. The Vikings are a good team, not a great team. The Lions can cover 14. Collins, you're so right. That line is huge. That line is disrespectful. That line has Bo Scarborough written all over it. Lions cover. They probably lose. Well, they they, they will lose. The Lions oh, will, will lose. lose. They will but they'll they cover. Will lose. They'll cover. The Lions will cover and over. Dan, dan. 
Whew. I, yeah, 14's a lot of points. A ton. I believe in the Lions enough to cover the spread, and I hope they do because it's going to be a really tough It's tough enough to watch them as it is, but it's going to be a tough watch if they're getting blown out. I like the Lions to cover here. 42 and a half for a game that finished 42 to 30 last time these two teams played. I don't know. It almost seems too good to be true. People are reading into David Blau like too much. He like showed you enough where he's going to be able to get at least like 17 points on the board. Yep. I will go with the over. Give me the over. We'll take it. And Love hopefully it. we see some movement on the uh, on the leaderboard there. But with that, that's it for our picks. By the way, we think 14's a big line. Uh, we were all sitting here on the Green and White Report uh, Sunday. The Raiders had an 11 point. We're eleven point dogs going into KC. We were like, "Oh, the Raiders, eight. Raiders cover this." The Chiefs won forty to nine. Did you see yeah. how that over hit? No. Oh, the 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 blocked extra point into the kick and yeah. back for two. If they would have just made that, that's why, dude. Everyone has money on everything. I, I know, think everything so is fixed. I like seriously. And it's these crazy. guys are. I don't know how these bookmakers do it, but they're geniuses, and I think everything's fixed. And I'm very skeptical of all. I things. don't like know how Vegas sits their information. Like, does every team have like a Vegas guy? Like in the like room, he said, "Hey boys, this is what's gonna happen." Who they knows? have to have like refs on the inside. I think it's yeah. the Buffalo Wild Wings thing. They can press the buttons in the sprinkler. Greatest commercials up. ever. It really is. Those are funny. <sighs> All right. I need OT. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like going ballistic. You're like, yeah, yeah give me another honey barbecue. <laughs> well, I guess that's <laughs> it today. We didn't get a lot done. Yeah. We gotta do some, next week is our, I believe next week, next Monday will be our last show for a couple weeks because we're all going home for Christmas our break. Christma, our Christmas extravaganza. Yes. Let's do something fun. Let's do something more fun. Like, let's do like- Christmas music. The well, entire yeah. show we played over Let It Snow. No, no, no we just talked about Christmas music. Yeah, we'll, we'll mix it in there. We need some fan involvement. Everyone's killing me. We yeah. got fans. We have people to view we, the Facebook Live. They listen. We gotta like figure out how to do like the voicemail thing. You know what I'm talking about? Where you can listen to voicemails like on the show, like you can give oh, them a lot. Yeah. It's, uh -huh. I think it's like a Google thing. We should research yeah. into that because we'll then people that. would do that because they'd want to hear themselves. Yeah, so then, yeah, it'd be a good time. They we would want to hear a, what we, we have, have to a say. Meeting and we gotta step it up for second semester here. Oh, step it up! I got Big one time. semester left. We gotta, we gotta make some money. Big moves. interviews. We got Babcock coming on on <laughs> January eighth. Yeah. yeah, we got, we gotta make some money. We gotta edit the video too. We should get that done before break. We gotta edit the video. I forgot about that. We gotta but edit the video. As a journalism major, we don't have many final exams. It's always projects. So finals week. If you guys got some time, we'll see. I'll be good to go. I have okay. to be here until like the Friday this me year. Me too. I got yeah. seven forty-five a.m. on Friday. I think for those me. are like the only like Friday time you can do it though. Yeah, I swear. Yeah. You gotta be done by noon or something like that. It's, it's preposterous. It's ridiculous. That stinks. Like, the dorms close at like. 8 o'clock p.m. on Friday. We'll figure it out, though. We'll get the video done. We'll get it out there, and then we'll keep rolling. Yes, sir. But one more episode to go before we go on a hiatus. Thank you for listening today to episode 48 of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the Motown Rundown. Subscribe to Impact WDBM on iTunes. New episodes every week. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.